Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best mysteries and suspense novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here today with Denise Swanson, the author of Dying for a Cupcake, the fourth book in the Devereaux's Dime Store Mystery Series. Denise, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure for me to chat with you. You were the first cozy author that I ever spoke with, so it's always a treat to talk with you again. I love this Devereaux's Dime Store series. You write two series. We're talking about Devereaux and her dime store today. Uh, First, give listeners uh, a sense of who Devereaux is, then we'll get into the series a little bit. Well, Deborah Sinclair is an almost 30-year-old woman who thought she had her life all figured out. She went to school. She went to graduate school. She was a financial consultant in Kansas City, Missouri. She was making big bucks. And suddenly her grandmother started having some severe memory problems. Her grandmother's doctor said, Either you have to be around or you're going to have to find her assisted living. And so Devereaux quit her job, moved or went back home and bought the local dime store so she would be around and be able to take care of her grandmother. Now, for people who maybe live in New York City or something and don't know what a dime store is, (laughs) because it's not a term you hear very often anymore, what is a dime store? Well, a dime store is what preceded all these uh, dollar stores. Uh, it's also called a variety store. I think even in New York they had Woolworths, which was a dime store, right, right. Uh, although it's not around anymore. In a small town, it's often, or at least it was often, the only place to get something like a greeting card or a paperback or yarn or penny candy or an ice cream cone. It's sort of like everything to everybody in in a small town. And most of them have died off. There, there was a dime store when I was growing up in my small town of Cold City, Illinois, uh, that I just adored because it was literally the only place in town I could buy a book. So I... When I decided to write this second series, I wanted a unique setting, and I thought, well, what if, you know, I know there are still a few dime stores out there. What if we, I revamped the dime store and brought it back? And, and this is a fairly modern rendition of the dime store. We had one when I was growing up as well. I, I, I'm obviously older than you are because in my day, they were called a five and dime. Right. <laughs> I remember them being called that, but... <laughs> Uh, it, it had graduated to a dime store by the time I was at least a teenager. <laughs> All right. So we, we understand, Devereaux. We, we've got a sense of the setting here. Uh, like all of your books, it's a small-town setting. Uh, Devereaux's a unique character. Uh, there are some unique characters in her world. Um, tell us a little bit about the story behind this book, Dying for a Cupcake. Well, I I love the Food Network on television. I I, I love to cook. I, I dream of competing in a competition at some time at some point. And I've been I, one of the series that I really enjoyed and, and watched for a long time was called Cupcake Wars. And in the mind of a mystery writer, anytime there's the word war, there's also the word death. And I thought, well, what would happen if I brought 
cupcake wars to Devereaux's small town of Shadow Bend, Missouri, somebody would certainly die. (laughs) So that's what inspired me for that. The second part of my inspiration for that story, because, you know, besides the cute part, the part with the cupcakes, I also needed, you know, a reason for someone to be killed, because reasonably you wouldn't expect someone to be killed because their cupcake won, although I was tempted, but I, I resisted. <laughs> so I was I did need to find a more serious reason for the murder, and for that I used my background as a school psychologist. I had worked a lot with kids who were bullied, and I knew that bullying is something that lasts long into adulthood. It's not something you get over. A lot of people never get over it. Uh, and it, it affects their lives and their decisions and really the direction they take and the decisions they make for a long time. Now, this series is the second series that you wrote. The first series uh, is called The Scumble River Mysteries. There are, I don't know, how many of those are there? There's a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, the, let me see, the 17th came out in September, and the 18th will be out in this year, in September. Okay. All right. So, roughly 18 books in this series, four books in the second series. Why did you decide to start a second series? I had been working, previously I had worked full-time as a school psychologist while I was writing the Scumble River books, Mm -hmm. and when I retired to write full-time, I realized that I I would be able to write more than one book a year. At first I thought I would write more, like maybe two Scumble River books a year, and I think I did that once, but I quickly realized that that wouldn't work for me because there's only so many plots in my mind for, for, for that set of characters, for that setting, and it takes me a while for the next plot to generate. I can't finish one book and go right into the other. But I had been thinking a while about the Devereaux's Dime Store series, or at least about the characters. Devereaux had been talking to me and telling me she wanted her own story. And and I at first thought it was going to be a romance, and I, I thought maybe I would write it that way. But then um, she said no. She, she really wanted to solve mysteries as well as, you know, have a love life. So I decided to make it another mystery series. And and that's one of the things you mentioned her love life, and it's one of the things that differentiates the two series. In in Devereaux's Dime Store, she has a, um, I won't say more active. There are more people involved in her love life. There are. <laughs> she um, she is a lot less um, restricted than Sky is uh, Sky Dennison from the Scumble River books because she is a very different person. Uh, Sky, as a school psychologist, has a lot of restrictions on her, what she can do in the town because people will talk and she has to have sort of an upright moral character. And Devereaux doesn't have those kind of restrictions. <laughs> she, she really is a lot more... 
uh, free and able to act on her own self-interest more. So she has a lot more fun. So I think maybe when Devereaux was telling you that she needed to be born, she also needed to be involved with these two men that, that she's uh, involved with in the series. Yes, the the guys came to me, you know, pretty much the same time Devereaux did, and that's why in this series, instead of uh, in my in the Scumber River series, I write in what's called a close third person. So really, you only see what's happening through Sky's eyes. But in the Dimestra books, uh, it's for Devereaux. I write in first person, and. I also give uh, her male companions a point of view. So one or two chapters in the book for each of the guys that she's involved with. So you, you actually know what they're thinking, how they feel about her, how they feel about the situation. And it also helps solve the mystery because they can find information that she does not have to be present for for the reader to also know. And the two guys couldn't be more different, could they? Well, no. <laughs> That's sort of, you know, I'd like to say I planned it that way because I sound like such a smarter writer. But, you know, it truly, I don't plan anything. It all just sort of comes to me. I, 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 I like to say that I, I have a gestalt form of writing, <laughs> but really it's just seat of the pants. I sit down and I write what they tell me, what the characters tell me to write. And, you know, Noah, the the doctor and her old love from high school, he's, he's another person with a lot at stake. He, you know, he has a reputation in the community. He's the small town doctor. He's the one people look up for. He's got a family name to protect. And Jake, the uh, U.S. Marshal, he pretty much can do anything he wants. He, he's, you know, he doesn't have the ties to the community. He doesn't have the reputation that he needs to protect. So they are very, very different. And even- Noah is sweet and aristocratic uh-huh. and and sophisticated, and Jake is not. <laughs> and even and the, even the names, it's just like there's yeah. there's Noah and there's Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to tell the truth, I, I I love names. I love picking names, and that's one of one of the things I love most about writing. Uh, I have a ton of naming books because I <laughs> I just. I love that. In fact, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I used to collect baby naming books because I just loved names. And one day my mother looked at me and said, is there something you want to tell me? (laughs) She was concerned that I was pregnant. (laughs) All right. So you're writing these books. You're you're writing two different series. You're busy all the time. And because we're friends on Facebook, I happen to know that you have also been having a house built over the course of the last, almost the last year. And you've finally moved in. So you've had a lot going on in the last year. It has been a stressful year. Uh, my husband retired, uh, which is how we were able to finally move uh, out of the suburbs and back to the country and and build our dream house. I uh, I have been designing this house probably for twenty five years, <laughs> and uh, I had all, I. 
did all the drawings myself, and then I took it to an architect, and I said, make it work. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so this is a unique place, uh, a unique house. It, it is definitely suited to us. I don't know who in the heck we'd ever sell it to if we decided to move. <laughs> But it's on an acre and a half, a wooded acre and a half in the middle of nowhere. Well, and and for people who are friends of yours on Facebook, I, I it's been a lot of fun watching the process. Is you know I I remember things like you know we finally got the door and we finally got this and just pictures from the stick framing <laughs> well, you know, all the it, way it's, through. It's sort of sad to say, but the one thing I really really wanted was this fancy glass door for my pantry. <laughs> and it was literally one of the first things I said to the contractor, mm-hmm. order this for the pantry door. So we're all the way through. We are we are walk doing the final walkthrough and there's a wooden door on my pantry. And I said, Where's my door? <laughs> it was and I kid you not on a slow boat from China mm-hmm. and it had not arrived <laughs> because there was some kind of Got people strike in California. Well, Denise, this has been a lot of fun. It's always a, a treat for me to chat with you. What's the best way? And I think I know the answer to this because I follow you on Facebook. But what's the best way for people to keep up with you and your work? I have a website that um, I, I keep very up to date, and there's a link there to contact me, and I answer all my email myself, and that's. Just www.deniseswanson.com, so easy to find. I also have a an author page on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I also have a street team called Swanson Salutes on Ooh, Facebook. I did not know that. Yes, it's a super secret street team. <laughs> <laughs> the secret is out. Yeah, it's a group of, of people. I was going to say women, but I actually do have one man mm-hmm. on my team. And they are what I like to call super fans, super readers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they love my books. They they uh, really want to spread the word for me. And they pass out bookmarks and post and review and just do everything they can to get my name out there, which I heartily appreciate. <laughs> it's really hard to do. <laughs> I bet you do. Thanks so much for your time today, Denise. Thank you. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you are an iTunes subscriber or listener, please subscribe and give us a rating or review. Those will help other crime fiction readers find great new books like Dying for a Cupcake from Denise Swanson. Thanks for listening.